Well, recently I was sitting in a meeting, it was a meeting with our church, and I was learning about how um, our finances have kind of been going down. And so uh, obviously that's the source of my personal income and it's you know, necessary for us to do ministry here. And as you can see, you know, our children's ministry's grown. We got all kinds of things going on. And so immediately anxiety starts to rise up. And as that anxiety starts to rise up, I start thinking about, I got to do something. I got to make things happen. So I start going through all the plans, the things I could do. All right, I can start with a sermon series, you know, on giving and just motivate us all to, you know, give more. Or maybe instead I can uh, go find a different job or something, you know. Uh, as many of you know, I also work law enforcement and there's not a department in the area that's not looking for people. And so I'm thinking, all right, I'll just reduce my time here and I'll go, you know, I'll go do, I'm just, I'm going through all the stuff, you know, of, of what I'm going to do. And then suddenly, it's like the Spirit convicts me and He's like, hey, whose show is this? I, I mean, uh, he, He's reminding me like, do you really think I even need you? Do you think that I didn't see all of this coming? Do you think that I don't have a plan to take care of all this? And so I'm kind of like, well, then what do I do, Lord? And He's like, you just listen. And you just do what I tell you. And you don't go out and you don't start trying to make things happen because when you do that, you create messes. You know, as I was just introducing Rachel, I was just reminded about how the Lord um, brought all that about. I mean, our uh, children's uh, ministry and children's population has been growing and uh, it's certainly got nothing to do with me. Um, it's just the Lord and what He's been doing. And, you know, it wasn't long ago that Marcus and Janae, they were able to move out of the parsonage. And we're like, okay, you know, what are we going to do with this? And we start going through, you know, all our own head, you know, what we're going to do. And God's got this whole plan this whole time, and we know nothing about it. I mean, the last thing in the world that we think that we are going to be able to do is to bring on a children's pastor. Because financially, we don't, we don't have that capability at all. But God... <laughs> But God has this whole plan where He's going to bring it about and He's going to do it in a way that makes it clear it has nothing to do with us because He wants to show us it's all about Him. You know, we have this idea that God needs our assistance. You know, we like the idea of that. You know, we, we even pass around the phrase sometimes that, you know, God helps those who help themselves, you know. And some of you know this, that's not in the Word, okay? That is not in the Word. That's something that man has created. But we like the idea of it. I like the idea of it because I like the idea of being a self-made man and, you know, being competent and all that. And, oh, yes, you know, I'll admit I'm not perfect and, okay, I need some of God. Well, that's not true at all. I'm an absolute mess. I'm an absolute wreck. I can't do anything. And I may, you know, take another step, trip, fall and die. I mean, I, I just, I need God for everything. 
And as I read the Word and as I walk with the Lord, what I learn over and over is that what God is asking of me and what God is asking of you is that you simply trust and obey. And what that means is you don't make moves unless He tells you to. You ask Him, and even if He's told you that He's going to do something, He is not then asking you to go out and make it happen. He is asking you to look to Him and only do what He says. And you need to know this. He is going to have you wait. He is going to have you wait into the point that it is uncomfortable. Because you're going to be like, I am looking really stupid right now, God. Because you've said you're going to do this, but here I sit and nothing's happening. And I have no idea how you're going to bring it about. And he's going to do it on purpose because he wants to grow your faith. And he wants to show you that it's him doing it. Why is he doing all this? Because he's preparing you for heaven. And what you need to know about heaven is that heaven doesn't need you. (laughs) Heaven wants you, but heaven doesn't need you. God wants to bring you that point that you understand that it is him doing everything he not only supplies the grace he supplies your faith that brings about the grace like he supplies it all and what he's asking of you is that you would simply turn yourself over to him as i prayed earlier if you've never stepped into the kingdom if you don't know him it's not up to you but it is a matter of you saying yes lord yes lord He's saying, Do you, will you trust me? And if you will trust him, God is able to do things in you that you never imagined, that don't really have much to do with your natural talents and so on. He loves to do those kinds of things. And so right now, I believe there's things going on in your life where you're probably getting a little frazzled. And you're like, okay, i got to make this happen. What am I going to do? And you're, you're laying out all these plans, and you need to know this. If you get in God's way, He's still going to be able to do what He wants to do, but you're just going to make a bigger mess. And we're going to look at a Scripture where that very thing happened. God spoke to somebody, and He's like, this is what I'm going to do. And at first, they're like, alright God, I'm, I'm with you. But then as time went on, they're like, huh, nothing's happening. I bet He's waiting for me to do something. And that never works out. So I want to go to the Scripture. Some of you are familiar with this. Genesis uh, chapter 15, beginning in verse 1. Uh, We're going to read that first section, 1 through 6, and then we're going to skip over to the next chapter. But in this... Um, the, the people involved here are Abram and Sarai. Now they would become Abraham and Sarah, but right now they are Abram and Sarai. Uh, these are people that God has called out. God is calling you out into a journey with Him, okay? Abram wasn't the only one. He's calling each of us out into a journey. And as He calls you out into a journey... He is going to speak promises. He has gifts for you that He wants to give. But you need to know this. If you try to make things happen, you're going to muddy the waters. Now, He's able to bring about things. and uh, thank, thank goodness, because I don't know anyone who doesn't muddy the waters. We, we all do that. But what I want to do is get to a point where I stop muddying them as much. And I trust more. That's what God's looking for. So in chapter 15, 
Um, God has called Abram out away from his people, and he wants to make Abram into a great nation, a nation that is known uh, for following God, that, that God is their God, um, the one true God. God wants to use him in many ways, um, and it's going to take faith on the part of Abram for that to happen. So here's what it says, beginning in verse 1. Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you and your reward will be great. And I want to say something about that. You know, we have fears in life and the reason we have fears in life is because you've experienced failure, you've experienced hurt, and you've seen others the same way. And so you can become fearful out of all the things you've seen to do anything. I mean, I was sharing a story in Sunday school this morning about climbing on top of my camper, and all of a sudden the guys start telling me all these stories about people who've died, falling off campers, falling through barns, and I'm like, well, gee, thanks. I'll just stay in the house and not do anything from now on. I mean, the deal is, you've seen stuff, okay? And it can freeze you to where you're like, I don't want to do that because I saw somebody do that before and that happened and that happened and that happened and that happened. And you're absolutely right. And so what can we do? All we can do is ask God, God, what do I do? And follow it. That's all we can do. And so God is saying to him, don't be fearful. Because he's going to be at times. Because he's going to recall things that he's seen, where he's seen people fail. And he's going to be fearful to do what God is asking him to do. So he's reminding him, don't fear. God's reminding you, don't fear. But Abram replied in verse 2, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? I, I, and I've been in this place before. Well, sometimes people will, will speak things to me, and it's good, and it's encouraging. Um, but part of me is kind of like, I've been waiting for so long, and this doesn't make sense. I don't even want to hear about the promises of God anymore. That's terrible. But you know what? We can get to that place. We can get to that place where we've been waiting for so long that we just want to draw up the wall and we don't want to hear it anymore. Well, it's not going to be fulfilled if I'm not giving myself over, if I'm not giving my heart over. So I want to reopen my heart. So part of the re way that Abram's doing that is he's being open with the Lord and that's okay. He says, since you've given me no children... Eliezer of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You've given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, No, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, Look up into the sky. And count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Now that last part kind of sounds like a Disney movie or something. You know, he takes him outside. He's like, look at the stars, and that's how many descendants. And you're like, yeah. You know, you can just you get all those feel goods as you're experiencing it. And you're like, this is going to be great. But then what you're going to find is there are going to be these years where nothing happens, nothing happens, nothing happens. And, and you know what? On top of that, they get to the point where they are well past childbearing age. 
I mean, they're, they're way beyond. And they're like, God, this is crazy. I appreciate the word picture. That was awesome. But I'm looking really stupid here. This makes no sense. So where do we go? God needs our assistance. We need to step in there and we need to make things happen. I bet God's just waiting on me to do something. You ever had that thought? Well, so did Abram. Let's flip over to chapter 16 now and let's look at those first few verses. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had not been able to bear children for him. But she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, The Lord has prevented me from having children. Go and sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have children through her. And notice this next part. And Abram agreed. Okay, if you're married and your wife says something like this, don't fall for it, okay? <laughs> this is not good. But Abram agreed. He's like, oh, okay, that sounds like a great idea. So Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian servant, and gave her to Abram as a wife. Now notice this next part. This happened Ten years after Abram had settled in the land of Canaan. Year after year, nothing's happening. This is going to be your land, God says. Your descendants are going to be, you know, so much you can't even count them. But then the days go by, and the minutes go by, and the years go by, and the decades start to go by. And you're like, what? You ever been there? Well, if you're following the Lord, you have. Because God will take you into these places on purpose. And He will wait to fulfill the things that He has said until you get to the point that you are just completely broken down and you're just like, God, okay, if you don't come through, I got nothing. It's you or nothing. And that's where He was taking them to. But they made a mistake. They made a mistake and they said, I'm going to take this into my own hands. I'm going to help God out here. I bet this is what God wanted me to do the entire time anyway. Verse 4. So Abram had sexual relations with Hagar and she became pregnant. But when Hagar knew she was pregnant, she began to treat her mistress Sarai with contempt. I bet she didn't see that one coming. I mean, come on, I just gave you my husband and now you're treating me with contempt. Listen to me. Whenever we come up with our own plans, there's going to be stuff like this that starts to happen and we're going to be like, what's going on here? Well, what's going on is you chose your own path. God already knew about that stuff and that's why he wasn't going to lead you down that path. And so it's so crucial to listen to him. Verse 5. Then Sarai said to Abram, This is all your fault. <laughs> yeah, been there before. I put my servant into your arms, but now that she's pregnant, she treats me with contempt. The Lord will show who's wrong, you or me. Abram replied, look, she's your servant, so you deal with her as you see fit. Then Sarai treated Hagar so harshly that she finally ran away. What a mess. 
What a wreck. You've been there, and, and you know, once again, I, I, but see, even in the moment, I'm having a hard time. You know, I told you what's kind of going on in my mind this week, and I'm having a hard time not getting in there, even though I know. And here's the thing I've been here before. I've been here before, and I've seen God provide in ways that I never saw coming. We were sitting in Sunday school this morning, and of course, you know, George has to bring some lesson on this stuff, and then suddenly all the guys are like piling conviction on me, and they don't even know it because of what I'm wrestling with in my heart. I mean, I just feel like they're, they're burying me, you know? They're like, you got to trust God, you know? What kind of an idiot doesn't trust God, you know, when you've seen him move? And I'm like, okay, I get it. But you know what? In knowing all that and in experiencing all that, I still struggle. I do. It, it, it's hard because, you know, you go through all the, you know, the, you hear these stories and so on. And, and, but, but here's the thing. <laughs> I, I, I've got to trust and take the steps forward in trusting Him if I'm going to see Him move in the way that He wants to move. Because God wants to do something that's going to cause people to go, that's God. What they just did, nobody's going to look at that and go, wow, look how God provided there. No, no, no. God wants to provide in ways in your life that people go, that's got to be God. I, I mean, I, and, and sometimes, you know, we think we're helping God. Like we, we do something and then we're like, oh, look what God did for me. And we, we think we're helping him out. And people are looking like, you did, God did what? That doesn't, that's not that impressive. God wants to do things in such a way that it's like, okay, there's no other explanation. And you know, when you look at Scripture and you look at all the ways that, that, that God has come through and God has provided, you know, the people who needed healing that, that Jesus touched. You know, I, I think about, you know, David. Um, before he was king, he was uh, the son of Jesse, and Jesse had many sons, and when the most famous person in all Israel came to visit his house, you know where David was? His dad left him out in the pasture. Didn't even invite him in. Like, what? You, you know, most of us are like, okay, i got to make sure I'm in the right spot at the right time if I'm going to make things happen, because that's the way our world works, right? Listen to me. If you are a child of God, that's hogwash. You can be out in the furthest corner of the field and God will make everybody else wait until you get there and then He will anoint you and lift you up. But listen to me, if you try to lift yourself up, Scripture declares this over and over, if you try to lift yourself up, God will have you put down. Because it is God who raises up and puts down. And he's asking that we would trust him. And it's not about our glory, but it is about fulfillment in being used by God. But he's going to put you in that situation where you have the choice. Do I wait on him or do I make things happen? You know, I think about the, the widow in the Old Testament who um, she had no money and uh, she was running out of supplies and the prophet comes to her and she has a little bit of olive oil and he says, go and collect as many jars as you can. And she just keeps pouring it out, pouring it out, 
pouring it out. And God supplies enough money f- for her, for all of her needs, and, and, and it's, it's, it's all taken care of in a way that nobody had ever seen before. This is the ways of God. God is not dead. God has not changed. His power has not decreased. But we live in a nation of people who are do-it-yourself, right? I mean, we don't even need the professionals anymore. You can go to YouTube, okay? I mean, I don't even call Spence's anymore. You know, I just go to YouTube and I perform surgery. No, I don't really. (laughs) I mean, but that's who we are, right? Listen, that blocks us from so much blessing from the Lord. Stop it. (laughs) Stop it because God wants to use you. God wants to move in your life. And where does it start? Well, what's going on right now? What is it that you're tempted to just get a hold of and, and make it happen? Maybe there's somebody in your life and you're, you, know, you just want to get a hold of them and, and you know, redirect them. or I, I don't know what it is. Ask the Lord what you should be doing. Okay, Ask the Lord and then do that. And if He says, wait, wait. Because maybe God's putting other things together and and, and things are coming about. You know, again, when I'm thinking about that parsonage, you know, we weren't getting any clear answers. And the danger was that we would go ahead and make moves without God really providing answers. And he had this whole thing planned out, but he wasn't letting us know. Why not? Because he wants to teach us. He wants to teach us to keep our eyes on him. And when we're not hearing direction, we wait until we hear direction. What's God doing in your life right now? What are you tempted to give Him assistance with? He doesn't need it. He needs your obedience. So ask Him. Ask Him. Listen. And then when He says step, step out. For some of you, that means stepping into the kingdom. You haven't stepped into the kingdom. Today is your day. What does it take? It simply takes responding to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I've been going my own way. I've been walking away from you. You say it in your own words. I don't need to give you specific words. Express your heart to Him. Lord, I'm tired of living without you. Jesus, I want you to be Lord of my life. Uh, I need your spirit. I need your forgiveness. I need your blood to cover me. You just use all your own words. You just talk to God. But do it today. And then if you do that, let me know. Why? Because you need to seal the deal in baptism, okay? That's what he says. He says to be baptized, and then you need to know what it is to walk with him. You need to get in relationship with others that walk with him. Otherwise, you're going to be toast. You're not going to make it very long. You're going to drown. You need people with you. You need community. If you haven't made that decision, let it be today. If there's a decision right now where where you've been tempted to get a hold of, maybe share that with someone. Have them pray through it with you. Because, you know, what I'm going through right now, I'm sharing it with you, okay? I need to share it with others. Because even though I know the right answer, it's still hard to do. And I need people walking with me, helping hold me accountable so that I trust in God and I don't try to do my own thing. Father, thank you.